You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Professor says some unlicensed card creators are gaining a following under the brand category of art creators. Yeah, that's different though. That's a different thing. I, I think that's a, it's similar, Professor, similar, but different. They're, yeah, it's kind of, I, I look at it as, is it though? I mean, they're all artists. Anyone who's creating a card is, is somewhat of an artist. I guess it just depends. Are you taking another card? Are you taking parts of other cards to create new cards? Are you painting on existing cards? Or are you coming up with a brand new design? Brand new uh, theme all, all by yourself. I'm not sure. Diamond Dog says, is there any guilt to be felt if you catch an auction on a card you wouldn't have sold so low if the listing had more effort put into it? No, nothing to be by the card. If you're the highest bidder, you're the highest bidder. Just make sure you pay. <laughs> Just make sure you're going to pay for it. Mark Santucci. No, I'm talking about, I was talking about second year modern cards with, uh, with memorabilia, nothing to do with vintage. When I talk about going for like a second year, um, uh, Connor Bedard card, nineties inserts are still the best. So many amazing cards says Chris C. Yeah. Like it. Cholo Dolo says about the price for the cup. It feels like the product is being watered down and the price only keeps increasing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. He says $1,099 is extreme for six cards. <laughs> what the market will bear. I won't be buying them. I don't buy. I don't, I don't crack wax. It's, it, it just, it's just not, it doesn't make sense for me from a financial perspective. I don't get enough enjoyment out of, out of break, out of cracking wax to justify the cost. I haven't for over 10 years. So, but I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money. I don't, and if I have in the past, I apologize, but I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Professor says, we cannot forget that a large number of cards being graded are not sports cards. That's definitely a, a worthwhile point. Dan says, I should have SCV on my show. That would be a great hour. Yeah, I'll reach out to him. Um, he seems like a pretty uh, interesting fellow, for sure. Professor says, there's an interesting upcoming phenomenon. Leaf is coming out with Legends of Wrestling, unlicensed The Rock cards. We'll see how it does. Yeah, we'll see how it does. Jim Hansen. Welcome to the show, says, it makes no financial sense to grade junk wax era or modern base cards. Let's talk art cards. You own some, correct. I have a couple of art cards. Yes, I do. I do have a couple art cards in my collection. And um, and I, I I don't know, like like the professor said, is an art card, like is an unlicensed ca card producer an art card? Like, I, know, I don't think anyone's going to say that Leaf art card are, are doing art cards, although they're new... Um, what's it called uh those those sort of japanese animation anime style cards are kind of art cards but they're also completely original and leaf's a big card company so um yeah yeah good evening clay phillips what's going on welcome to the show greg cones says leaf got the rock sweet yeah well you'd know greg you would definitely know mark santucci wants to know who's going to the cleveland national next year daniel a says what are we collecting today may what we are collecting today may not be what we are collecting tomorrow that's the beauty there are so many options and we're always learning that's a great point right there i i'm always 
I'm always refining my path in this hobby, like in what I collect, always refining my, my, what interests me coming out, finding new things that interest me. You know, I, I'll take a break from collecting cards from a certain set for years and I'll be like, Oh, then I, you know, the, 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 the light is, is, is lit. And I'm like, I'm going to start collecting those cards again. Travis says, I agree. My worry is the price will deter people from opening the product and I can't get singles of my, and no, they, don't worry, Travis, they will get opened. The cup will get opened. That's where breakers come in very handy. Uh, that's not going to stop it. I don't think that'll stop it. And if it doesn't get opened, then people are going to start to sell it for, they'll have to bring down their prices for sure. I think, I think they'll have to. All right, guys, good stuff. I'm at the bottom of the comments. If I missed your comment, I do apologize. There were a lot there and I, uh, I needed to just kind of uh, run through a few of them there. All right. So what's next? I don't know if any of you guys, how many of you are on Instagram, but I, I started this, um, this thing. Cause I was, I saw somebody posted a card, a rare card. I forget which one it is right now, but it was like out of 10, a card that I owned a copy of too. And I, I made a kind of card, we're card bros. You know, we both have a copy of this really rare card. So then I said, hey, let, let me let me put something on Instagram. Like, hey, find your find someone who has a rare card. You can define rare that is the same as you. You know, post it up, tag me, and I'll share it. And I had a bunch of people do that. And then somebody else today started one of those, like, add yours things on Instagram to really, hopefully, it'll get some traction. And um, so I would think I was the first one to add, to re-add mine to that. But I think it's cool, right? Like, when I see someone that has a card I have that's rare, I'll make, I've been doing this for a while. I'll just make the comment. Hey, we're card bros on this one because we both have the same card and you know, a card out of 10 or a card out of two, you know, it has to be out of two or more. Can't be a one-on-one and a card. So a card out of two to whatever, whatever you feel is rare. I'm, I would never say you can't, Oh no, you're not card bros. The cards out of 500. No, I don't. I mean, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. If you know someone else that has a card out of 500 that you do and, and you know, you, you, you want, you'd say, Hey, we're card bros. Well, Go on Instagram, find that uh, find that story post and, and add it. I think it's a, it's a fun way to um, connect with other collectors. So that's all I want to say about card bros. Um, <clears throat> just looking at your comments, guys. So you want to see my top pickups of 2023? Because I have them. I have them and uh, I have them in order. My top 23 pickups of 2023. <laughs> professor says, it is possible not to have two one of one. That would count then, Professor, because it's actually not a one-on-one at that point. So that would count for card bros if, uh, if you want if you want to, uh, to include those. And of course, it also applies to card cis, you know? We're not, we're not a, an only male. We are male-dominated, but we're not a, a male-only hobby. So card cis is uh, play as well. Matthew says, let's see some cards. 86, do you want to be my card bro? Go through my Instagram and see if we are. Maybe we already are card bros. Maybe we are. Collectors Fargo says, Layton's comment about centered vintage cards is spot on. So hard to find well-centered vintage cards. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Triple V says, let's see them. All right, guys, all right. So, and I'll, of course, I have reasons for adding all these cards. Some reasons are maybe more interesting than others, but I'll start with cards number 23 and 22. These are cards number 23 and 22. Mark Messier and Marion Hosa. Both Hall of Famers. This is from a set that I've been collecting now for eight years, I believe, since it came out. It's 2014-15 Upper Deck Masterpieces. And this is a parallel. There's a few parallels. This parallel set is called the Black Black Framed Leather Prime Memorabilia. It's 153 cards in the set. And uh, these ones, so th these ones are both numbered out of 25 on the back. You can see right, right there. These are numbered out of 25. And like I said, there's 153 cards in the set. They're out of 15, 25, or 35. And I'm down to needing 10 of them. But here's the funny story. This card, I ordered this one on eBay. Doesn't show up for like two months. I'm in contact with the seller. We both go to Canada Post. We kind of make our claims. eBay refunds me my purchase. And apparently he got refunded from Canada Post for the for the for the card. 
I go to my post office like two weeks ago and there it is. Literally, I bought the card, I think in July or August and I got it in like the end of November. Maybe I got it, what, we're on November, maybe I got it like between seven and 10 days ago. I don't remember exactly. So I messaged the seller. I'm like, hey, by the way, the card arrived. He hasn't written back to me yet. So I just want to make sure that he did get reimbursed for it because I think he did. He also, I think, was a French-speaking person, so it was harder to communicate with him. But I want to make sure. I said, hey, I got the card, and I'm waiting to hear back from him. If he says, well, do you want to pay me for it? Then I will. But if he got paid for it and he doesn't, then I got this for free. Thank you for being reimbursed by eBay. And if they're watching, charge me. I don't care. I got the card. And I really want it because I've been looking at it for for like eight, eight years, and I was super upset when I couldn't find it, when I couldn't get it. So when I thought I when I thought it was lost to the mail. In any event, because I've been working on this set for so long, I'm down to needing 10 more out of 153. These made my list for my favorite cards of the year. My number 22 and number 23. Number 21, Robin. 1966 Batman Canada. Robin Boy Wonder. Card number two from the set. I have the Batman already. This is a PSA 4. Um, it looks like an eight. It. I don't know what's wrong with it. I can't find anything wrong with it. I don't see any wrinkles or creases. I don't see any corner damage. It's beautifully centered. I don't know why it's a four to me. To me, it's an eight. Like it, it's a near mint mint card. So I just love, I just love the color of it. I just think it's cool. And I have the Batman paired it with the Robin 1966. All right. That's card number 21. Card number 20 was probably my favorite card I picked up at the Spring Expo in Toronto. The only vintage card, Matthew, that you're going to see here tonight. And it's a 1950 Bowman Auto Graham in a PSA three and a half holder. Another case of an undergraded card. I bought this off a vendor there. The vendor had recently got the card back and was super upset with the grade. And I was super happy with the grade because he was selling it as like a, a three and a half. He's like, I don't know why I got it, but I'm not going to send it back in. I don't want to. I don't want to pay them again to grade it. So here's what I want. And I, he didn't sell it for like a cheap three and a half, based on comps that were out there. And I just love this card. It's not perfect, but to me, it looks like a no worse than a six, maybe even a seven. I've seen worse condition sixes and sevens. Like there's nothing wrong with this thing. It's got. Well, I shouldn't say that. The corner, the lower right corner, and the top left corner are less than perfect, but this thing is gorgeous. And I've seen like eight sell that aren't as nice as this. So the only vintage card that made my list this year. And I love it. I just love everything about this card. Card number 20 and 19 both come from the same set. 1996 Upper Deck Run for the Cup Hockey. Both numbered out of 100 on the back. Steve Eiserman and Timo Solani. I've got... I've got Solani at 19, my all-time favorite athlete, and Iserman at number 20. So these are tough cards. These are, you know, 90s grails, if you will. And, oh, you're right, Mookie. Robin is vintage. That's very, very astute. I don't know how I, how that got past me. Yeah, I stand corrected. Two vintage cards. Thank you, Mookie. Um, Timu and Steve Iserman run for the cups. Uh, the only two run for the cup cards that I own. And, um, you know, if I put a piece of white paper sort of behind them you can see that they've got the really cool uh sort of acetate image of the player so those are really awesome and they are uh, they're tough 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 cards number 18 number 18 is a team with solani card from 0506 the cup first year of the cup and this is the jersey numbered eight of ten he is wearing number 13 on this card because he wore 13, then he changed to eight, but there is no 13 uh, on a 10 print run card. So I consider this to be the Jersey number eight of 10, which he wore for most of his career. It's I, it's actually the second copy of this card that I have, but it's a nicer patch, a better, better number. So it's the one I'm keeping in my set and it's the first year of the cup. And I collect cup base patch parallels from 05 all the way to 2019. I've got about almost, well, now I've got about 360 cards total. 20 haven't arrived yet they're they're on on order but um this makes the list because he's my favorite player it's it's jersey numbered and so 506 the cup so that is number 18 
Card number 17 is a 2020 SP Authentic limited auto patch of Sidney Crosby. Just a beautiful game used auto patch, three color of Sidney Crosby on card auto, 10 copies made. Like, I don't know. To me, this is, this is beautiful. Like I love my, I love my vintage. I love my nineties inserts, but I also love modern auto patches. And um, Sidney Crosby to me is like, you know, after Gretzky, he's the guy. So, and I mean, after and since there are, you know, there's Gordie Howe, of course, and Bobby Orr. And also there's Mary Lemieux who's since, but I love this card. Sidney Crosby is having an amazing season right now. He's kind of, you know, him and Ovechkin over the years have always sort of done this. And now it looks like Crosby is uh, elevated above Ovechkin again, just based on performance and what he's doing on the ice. So I love this card. It's beautiful. That's number 17. Card number 16. And listen, the fun thing about doing these lists is that um, I reserve the right to move these up and down this list at, at any given time because it's hard. I, I, I struggle to put these in any order at all. So card number 16 is this Upper Deck the Cup Tribute RPA Luke Robitaille, second highest scoring left winger of all time behind only Alex Ovechkin. I'd never seen this card before. And then I'm at the Expo. My my buddy Sam is at is you know, he's my booth partner. I look in his showcase, and there it is in his showcase. And I'm like, what? I want that card. And so we did a deal for it on card auto, numbered out of 10, game use patch, beautiful cup tribute RPA, Luke Robitaille. I have a few of these cup tribute RPA. So this will go in, go with that quite nicely. Quite nicely. All right. I think these are, I think I'm down to numbers 14 and 13. This is a pair of cards I'm going to show you guys again. They're both from 2013. Fleer Showcase Hockey. One is an Ultra Platinum Medallions and the other is a Skybox Premium Star Rubies. They are both Wayne Gretzky and Euler jerseys and they're both BGS 9.5s. Now, I have the Rubies ranked higher than the platinum medallion even though the platinum medallion's out of 25 and the rubies is out of 50 i am just partial to that rubies design even though there are twice as many out there i prefer the rubies to the platinum medallion but i think it's a wonderful pair of 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 you know post playing days rare insert gretzky cards and that he's not in la or the rangers and he's he's in oiler uniform here I just think these are wonderful cards and um, I love them. I love them. What a great pair. I've lost track of where we are for numbers. Let's see. 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. All right. Card number 12. Mario Lemieux. Exquisite Tribute RPA. There, That is a three color. There is some black in there. It's game used out of 25. It's a BGS 9. And um, I do love this card. It... Uh, I have the Gretzky from the set, and I thought pairing the Gretzky and the Lemieux would be a wonderful pairing. And when I showed them on my Instagram, it's one of the, my most liked posts of the year. So people do appreciate this as well. And um, just a great card. Like I mean, he, it's, it's a young Mario in that picture, the 03 Exquisite RPA design. But again, game used, guys. Game used. Official NHL game. Very happy with that. Card number 11, another Mario. Right here, Opeachy Premier Remnants out of five on-card auto, four game-use patches in there, 1984 being his draft year. And uh, I love Opeachy Premier Remnants. They made them for a few years. They're beautiful. This, I think, is just such a beautiful card. Only five of them. There is a there. There are there are various parallels. There's out of 10, there's out of 15, 25, and so on and so forth. But this one, I traded for this with my buddy, I had bought a Kobe Bryant patch and um, I bought it. I, I loved it. And I show it to him and he's like, oh, you got to trade me that. I'm like, oh my, why did I show it to you? I, why did I even show it to you? Now you're not going to let me not, now you're not going to let me keep it. He didn't let me keep it. I traded for that card. All right. Where are we at now? Card number 10. This is an amazing card. Peter Forsberg. Probably the best Forsberg card I've ever seen. Limited logos, 2013 game used from an all-star game. All-star patch, all-star picture of him on card auto. 
it's a short print. Limited logos are usually out of 50. This is out of 25. And so to me, this is, what am I on? 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, 10th, my 10th, my top 10 card right here. I love it. I'll never let it go. I never say never. I've said that before and I've had to go back on that. I'm not going to say never, but I, it'll be the last Forsberg card I let go of. I'll tell you that much. So beautiful. So beautiful. And I got to interview him at the, at the expo last month. And um, so, you know, he actually, I think I had this card. No, he didn't. I didn't have this card with me, but I gave him a, I gave him a bunch of cards to hold and took a picture of him holding some of his own cards. All right. Card number nine. Pick this up at the national from a, from Chris from Toronto. We did a deal, a game, you dual patch game, use Gretzky, Gordy, Howe. but look at that Gordy, Howe piece. I just love it. Just love it. Numbered out of 35. There are three different versions of Gretzky from this year. One is him and Lemieux. One is him and Yari Curry. And one is him and Gordie Howe. There might be more, but I have all three of them out of 35. This is the only one graded. I traded for it graded. And I just love this card. I, I love it. Like I just look at it and I love this card. So, so nice. So nice. So card number eight. Now we're going to get into my... We're going to get into four non-hockey cards, and then the final four will be hockey cards. So, card number eight. Wait, which one is eight? I think I'm going with what I like the looks of better. This is card number eight. Precious Metal Gems, Red, Jerry Rice. It's a PSA 5. I've inspected this thing. It's as nice as any 7 I've ever seen in a PMG. So, you know, just like spin the wheel with the grade. It doesn't even matter to me. The edges, the corners are beautiful. Um, amazing card. You know, probably Jerry Rice's best card next to the green PMG. But I'll be honest, I prefer reds. I prefer the aesthetic of the reds and a beautiful color match here. Um, so this is going to be... Now, this card, I actually purchased it in 2022, but it didn't land until 2023. And I go by when they land, not when I... Not when I like make the purchase. So this was a this was a card that I showed on my last year's post on Instagram for my favorite cards of 2022. But I said, this hasn't landed yet. It'll probably show up in my 2023 post and it will. Jerry Rice, PMG Red. Card number seven. I just like the looks of these better than I do PMGs. Uh, they're not worth as much, but I'm not going by value. I'm going by what I like. And what's important to me is this 1998 Fleer Tradition Playmakers Theater, Barry Sanders. It's a BGS 8.5. These are numbered to 100 on the back. And which is actually interesting because this is out of 135. It's worth a lot more than this one. But this one's only out of 100. But that's the power of the PMG. Playmakers Theater, though. Beautiful, beautiful card. It's like embossed. It's almost, it's got this effect almost as though the, the surface is alive and like kind of moves. It's just so nice. Hard to really see it on the, on the screen, but I love this Barry Sanders Playmakers Theater. I have, an, I have a couple other Playmakers Theaters in my collection, and this goes nicely with them. So Barry Sanders. All right, final six cards, two basketball cards, number six and five. I'll show them together. Shaquille O'Neal, Ultra Stars Gold, and Essential Credentials Future. The Ultra Stars is a PSA 7. The, the Essential Credentials is a PSA 8. I traded for these at the Mint Collective back in uh, March of this year. Uh, it was, a, it was a, just a straight-up trade deal with, with uh, Josh Dawson. And um, couldn't be happier. Two of the, two of the top three Shaquille O'Neal cards in my Shaq collection. And I probably have my Shaq collection is maybe 10 or 12 cards. Maybe, maybe yeah, it's under 15. And these are, uh, these are like, I always, I often talk about the ultra stars gold on when we see one on MC Mondays or on the PWCC premiere. And I always say that the image, the two dimensional image doesn't do it justice. And you can sort of see here just the effect, like the 3d effect with all the different angles and, this card is just, it's just beautiful. I don't know. It's one of the most beautiful cards ever made, in my opinion. It's a parallel of another insert called the Ultra Stars. This is the Ultra Stars Gold. These are very, very rare. I'm not sure what the pack odds are, but they're very rare. 
And then, of course, the essential credentials is uh, the original 97. Shaq, such a cool card. I love essential credentials. All right, final four. Final four. Numbers four and three are my two favorite 1990s Gretzky Grails. Yeah, I consider these both Grails. Other other 90s Gretzky collectors don't agree with me on like I I think I think one of them will fall in the top 10. The other one probably doesn't even fall in their top 10 to me. These are like top three for me, both of them. I'll show them together. Well, I'll I'll show the first one. Card number three, this guy right here. The 97 Sixth Sense Masters the Wizards version. It's die cut. It's got this really cool, like this, like, I don't know what you call that, like stars in the background, and they, they move around in there. Numbered on the back out of 100, 38 of 100 there. Just a such a nice card, so nice in hand, and uh, like it's hard to get a really good. The stars sparkle; they literally sparkle. There, you're not being. I can tell it's not showing well enough, but they sparkle. Like this is such a beautiful card. And then my card number two, my favorite Gretzky card of the '90s, is the 1998 Bowman's Best Atomic Refractor, numbered on the back. Out of 100, you can see it right there. This card, I bought this as a PSA 9, and I submitted it to tag grading, and it's actually a Gem Mint 10. And I was so happy with that. Look at this thing. I mean, this thing sparkles. They are beautiful. 98 Bowman's Best Atomic Refractors. And this is the Gretzky. To me, this is the number one Gretzky card from the 90s. I know there are there's a there's a card out of 50, uh, the grand finale. There's the platinum mirror gold out of 30. I think that's what it is. I'm not a fan of the design of that. Um, not a fan of the grand finale at all. I just don't like the looks of those cards. This the number one Gretzky card of the 90s. This is like this, and I might be, but I don't think those are my favorites. Those are my favorites. So I don't have the run for the cup, but I have, so I have two of my top three, two of my three favorite ones. The run for the cup being the Solani and the eyes I showed earlier. My second favorite card, card number two, 2006 Upper Deck the Cup, dual game-worn shields of Timu Solani, my all-time favorite professional athlete, and Paul Correa, the best player that you can possibly pair him with on a card. This is card number two, second year of the cup, game-use shields of Solani, and Korea. And then card number one is 0506, the cup game use shields of Timo Solani and Paul Korea. These are my top two cards of the year. They're the only game use shields of these two guys together. These are cards that um, I never would have thought I would have found. I didn't find them. They found me. I was walking around the national. I've told the story before, but I was walking around the national this past year. And uh, someone came up to me and said, hey, Jeremy, I've got a couple of cards you might be interested in. I'm like, okay, sure. Thinking like, you know, thinking hopefully, but like I'm skeptical, right? And he pulls out these two cards and I'm like, whoa, what? Like, yeah, I'm interested. And uh, we made a deal. We made a deal, you know, we had to do it later that night. It was his last night at the show. He met me at the restaurant I was at with a bunch of hockey collectors. Thought I, I couldn't find my money. Thought I lost it. I was freaking out. And uh, finally, in the one pocket I didn't look, there it was. Found it, thankfully. And um, we did the deal. And uh, so this guy here is my number one card pickup of 2023. First year of the couple, 506. Dual Shields. Solani and Paul Korea. And uh yeah, I uh to me those are both of those players, that's their two best cards. So pretty pretty happy with those top pickups for me guys of 2023. I'm going to go to your comments now. Going to go to your comments from the beginning of that and uh let's see what you guys had to say. 
see, I'm just trying to find the top of them here from you guys. All right. So the professor, first of all, says, does buying one of your cards at auction make us card bros? Oh, that's interesting, professor. That I, I that's that's interesting. That's like a provenance thing, right? We don't own the card at the same time, but you're the adoptive parent of my old card. So what are what what are adoptive parents to the natural parents called? I, I don't know. What is that relationship called? That's what we are. When you move a card to somebody, a card that you loved. If it's a card that you just were into to flip, who cares? But if it's a card that you love, you want to find a good home, then there's we should have a term for that uh, for sure. Just Handel says, do you think Steve Eisenman or Pichu rookies are undervalued? I mean, a little bit. I think Steve Eisenman is, you know, one of the, he's like second tier uh, 80s rookie. First tier is really only Mario Lemieux and maybe Patrick Waugh. Um, I think he's right up there. I think he's at the Patrick Waugh level. He's probably second tier with first tier being only Mario Lemieux. He sits at the top and then, you know, you got Messier, you got Iserman, uh, you got Patrick Waugh. Um yeah, that maybe Ray Bork you throw in there. Mark Santucci, love the Messi, which uniform do you like? Yeah, I like him. Doesn't matter. Actually, I don't really prefer uh, either uh, for Mark Messier. Daniel says, I always have a nice, thank you, Daniel. Appreciate that. Justin Bowden, that's what's going on, Justin. What's going on? Matt says, uh, set collecting is so rewarding and requires you to play the long game. Good luck with last time. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Mookie Chills says, undergraded Batman. Totally, Mookie. Totally undergraded. Triple V says, Batman cards are so tough to find centered too. Sweet, fine. Thank you so much. I do love it. Matthew says, 1950 Bowman football is stunning. Yeah, it's a, it's such a, such a nice card. Matthew says, thank you for grading, not for caring about eye appeal. Thank you, grading, for not caring about eye appeal. Collectors will take that all day long. 100% we will. 100%. Justin Bode likes the 05 Cup cards. Me too. Dr. Copernicus says, are you going to crack and resub the Robin and the Autogram cards, Captain? No, absolutely not, Doctor. I have no interest in giving the grading company money to grade a card they already graded. Just, just not my thing. And it's probably, you know, if I go to sell the card, maybe I will because, you know, maybe it gets a higher grade and that gets me more money. But as long as it's in my PC... I prefer them in the low grade. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have a card that is so undergraded that the grade the grade just doesn't matter. Matt says, I'm a vintage nerd, but I love my modern Cubs and Patch Auto card. Very good. Professor says, the last Sunday I commented on how in 2020 with Upper Deck moving printing to Italy influ- influenced my collecting strategy. Uh, can I give you more insight about... All it is is that, it's, you know, Professor, it's a great question, but it comes back to the, the boundaries discussion we were having from earlier. As I've mentioned, I collect cup base auto cup base patch parallels from 2005 until 2019. The fact that I'm cutting it off there is coincidental to the fact that that in 2020 Upper Deck started using a printing facility in Italy. And it's just a nice convenient place for me to draw the line and set a boundary and just to show you guys. Ah. This is my cup gold patch collection. Okay. These three boxes, I'll show you, are filled with cards from this from, from this collection. There's box number one. It says right there. I call them golds. Cup golds number one right there. That's that box. Just to show you, I'm not messing around here. Cup golds number two. That's that box. And just a random card, random card. Base patch parallels from there. Uh, random card. I pull a Gretzky. That's box number two. And they're in order. They're in order of year, of course, and also card number. And then box. Oh, this is the third box. So it's I have room to put more in. Cup Golds number three. And uh the this is the most. The, the newest one, 2019, Alexander Ovechkin out of eight. So they're out of 10 for most years, and then they become out of eight. That's the most. I only have one from 2019, I think. <clears throat> yeah, this is my 2018 Ovechkin card. Really nice patch on that. 
So that's that's them. And I just like at this point, I don't need to keep on doing it. I'm still going back to 2005. And just to show, these are the additions from 2023. All the car. This is all I got this year in 2023 was this stack here. Although I do have 20 more incoming right now from all from 05. And this is the newest one. I just picked this up at the post office yesterday. The 0708 Mario Lemieux. I hit the buy it now on eBay for this. And I just thought I got to grab it. It's Mario. And it's a nice yellow patch. It's game worn. It's already 17 years old. So I'm going to grab it. That's the newest one I've added to my collection, which now sits at 300, I think 360 cards. And you guys just basically saw all of them but that's really what did it the other thing that that made that decision for me professor and everybody else is that several years ago upper deck started having some of them autograph where they had autograph deals so a lot of the players that i have that have the auto i don't do the autograph versions just the non-autograph ones and now it's like the same players year over year so i'm just like i don't need to keep on collecting philip forsberg patches out of eight um i just don't need it I'll pick, I might, you know what? I might end up picking some up of younger guys. Maybe I'll pick up a Connor Bedard in 2024 or something like that. So I, I guess never say never is what I should really, uh, how I should put that one. Matthew asks, is Gretzky uniform preference Edmonton, then Kings and Rangers, then Blues? Yeah, I think Kings and Rangers are kind of neck and neck for me though. Um, for patches, Maybe, uh, you know, it's Edmonton and then it's everything else for me, Matthew. Really, it's Edmonton is definitely, it's definitely Edmonton first. Yeah, Edmonton definitely over Kings, 100%. That goes without saying, that's an easy answer. But after that, I, there aren't many blues pieces, if any. So, Triple V says the exquisite is truly awesome thing. I think you're talking probably about the Lemieux. Mookie says, what's the breakdown on trades versus purchases? Sounds like lots of trades. Um, no. Well, let me go through. Purchase, 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 purchase. Trades on the shacks. Uh, this was a cash and trade. Cash, cash, cash. Cash, cash. Ca- uh, the the Robitaille was actually a cash and trade where I got back the card and cash 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 i think cash cash yeah and the rest were cash so it's probably like you know over 80 percent cash mark santucci yeah the gordy how was awesome thank you triple v the, the jerry rice pmg is very very clean matthew says agree i also prefer the aesthetics of the red pmg over the green especially for color match yes 100 percent. i look at the greens and they just they don't do it for me. The reds do it. The greens. Look, look, if I had one, they're nice, but I don't know. I, then again, I'm looking up at my 2012 Fleer Retro Solani green and I love it. I have the 2012 Iginla over there. I love it. So I like the greens too, but not for the, not for the cost. What uniform is Jerry Rice card in? Uh, 49ers. The Rice is sick. Thank you, Justin. Vintage card says, oh, the Barry. Ah, uh, I don't. Where did I pick up the Barry Sanders? Probably PWCC. I think probably PWCC. But let me verify that. I can let me look that up really quick. I'm gonna go with PWCC. But let me see. Yeah, PWCC. Professor says Playmakers Theater. Yeah, Gret. So the Playmakers Theater for football and basketball were in the 90s. Hockey was 2012. Just so you know, Professor. Mark Santucci, do I have any Jim Brown cards? Uh, not anymore. No, I had his rookie. My my copy of his rookie is, is selling tomorrow night on PWCC, actually. A PSA 7, a beautiful one. Thank you, Mike Nunn. I appreciate that. Matt W says, any advice on how to spot patch cards that have swapped patches? No, no, I don't have any advice. The two that I own, I can't tell. It, they're 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 very good at what they do um so no no advice well the advice i would give because there's probably some amateurs that are trying to do it is just look at the patch window look at the surface around the patch window and if it's got you know damage to it then be careful you know 
proceed accordingly from there. Terry Fortune, the Wizards are great. I know, Terry. I know, and I know you know too. No doubt. Northern Lights Entertainment, welcome to the show. What's going on? Tampa says the Upper Deck Sixth Sense Wizards and the total, totally certified Platinum Mirror are my top 90s. Yeah, so we're on the same page on the Wizards, Tampa, but I'm not a fan of the totally certified mirrors, Platinum Mirrors. They just don't love the design, personally, personally. Professor, okay, what was that? Uh, confused, that's fine. Dual logos are sweet, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow, so many comments, you guys. Professor says, how high number to the dual shields of the cup cards you show? Oh, they're both one-on-ones, uh, Professor. Those are both the only copies that exist. So those, and they're the only copies they ever made of those two players in particular. Do you think him having success as a GM affects his prices at all? He's talking about Steve Eiserman. Uh, I don't know. I think it should. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's helping build his overall legacy. So I think it should a little bit, but I'm not collecting him for what he's doing, you know, in the front office. I collect Eiserman for what he did on the ice and just the player and the, and the, and the, the, the leader that he was such a, such a, a, such a classy player, a classy, classy professional athlete. One of the classiest ever. Buy the card, not the grade with those PSA 10 Eisermans. Yeah, for sure. Not all 10s are the same, obviously, and especially with Steve Eisermans. Triple V says, one of the hardest working gentlemen in our hobby. Give the video a thumbs up. Thank you, Triple V. I'll take your thumbs up. I never ask for thumbs up, but I'll take them. I'll take them for sure. Daniel wants to know, is Gretzky and blue stuff rare? Yeah, it is rare. Qu- quick answer, it is Rare. Northern Lights, off topic. With the National in Cleveland next year, have you attended? Yeah, I've been to two or three Cleveland Nationals. And um, it you got to drive there. you got to drive to the facility from your hotel. Or at least take a car. So keep that in mind. We now have a top 25 Jeremy card bro list. There you go. Jim Hansen wants to know, do I collect any Trechiak? I have one Trechiak card in my collection. It's a really nice card. It's a, it's like a jumbo emblem of like the hammer and sickle from uh, the USSR. And uh, it's a really, really, really cool card. That's the only one that I have right now. Ed Seed says, I like the 97, 98 Jordan and Kobe Green more than the red. Ah, fair, fair enough. I'm going to go with, I like the looks of the reds better, but that, you know, but it's then you get then the then the value gets into your head and it starts to kind of bias you. Well, this one's worth a million. That one's only worth two hundred thousand. So which one? You know, we're talking about Michael Jordan. Jordan's probably worth three or four million in green, and the red's probably worth a quarter million. It's you know you got to really watch your your brain there when you're thinking. Do I like the green better because it's worth you know three million dollars? But when you, I think when you take the money out of it, I like the red better. I've always liked the color red better than the color green my whole life. So maybe that's part of it too. Mark says, when in showcase, what percent asked to see your player Gretzky and what percent asked to see by, asked by my player Gordy Howe? Don't know, Mark. Don't know. Uh, I would say I'd, it's Gretzky by a mile. It's Gretzky by a mile easily. Uh, vintage says, seems like you're parting with some key vintage rookies recently. Why did you choose those? Yeah, I chose the cards that I'm moving and I've got lots of cards ending tomorrow night on the PWCC weekly. I chose the cards to move that I'm moving because I'll be able to replace them and the copies. I either have other copies. So IE Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Orr, um, or, I'm going to, and some of them I'm not going to replace because I'm like, you know, I don't really need a Gaylord Perry rookie in my collection anymore. I don't have a connection to Johnny Bench. I'm willing to move that card. Roger Staubach. I like, I've had the rookie for a long time. I've enjoyed it, but he's not somebody that I have any connection to. So I'm probably not going to replace that one, but I have other ones that I'm moving that I will replace like the Jim Brown. That's a card that I will most likely replace my copy of down the road among others. I can't remember everything, but yeah, it's, it's, that's it. And I'll likely replace them in lower grade, but a really nice copy. Like I don't need a PSA seven Jim Brown rookie. I'll go find myself a really nice four and I'll put a bunch of, and I'll just keep a bunch of money in my pocket and still have a nice copy of the card. That's kind of just where I'm at. Justin says he's got like a year of cards with the blues. Wayne Gretzky does. Yeah, he does. Brett S says, 
Do you think 2021 SP Signature Legends will age like fine wine? I don't know, Brett. I think some of them will. I think some of them will. I think some of them will. But, um, you know, I started collecting the acetate all-time future watches. I got to like 38 of them or something like that. And I haven't picked up one in a long time. And I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I was thinking about getting rid of them and just saying, no, I'm not going to do them. But at the last second, I pulled them back. And I said, I'm going to keep these and think about it longer. So I don't know. I think they're cool. I wish they were numbered, the acetates. I wish they were numbered. That would, if I knew how many there were, that would make me want them more, especially if that number was like under 100. Um, but because I don't know, I'm less into them. The autographed future watch, excuse me, the autographed all-time future watches though, those could age like fine wine. They could. You know, at the at the most basic, they are simply an autographed numbered card. But the theme of the card being all-time future watch is what has elevated them to, you know, more expensive status. We'll see. Professor wants to know, has anyone compiled the complete red PMG hockey checklist? Don't know. Not that, I, not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. Whew. All right, guys. We're 10 minutes shy of two hours on this stream. So I think we got through all the topics that I was, uh, that I had on the, on, in the notes there. So now it's on, now it's up to you guys. If you want to go for a few more minutes, I'm happy to. I see a couple of comments just came in. Let me take a sip of the water here. All right. Skeppy asks, if you had to collect something else other than cards or memorabilia, what would it be? Well, I like all this vintage, all these vintage electronic games that you sort of see behind me there. Like I've got, you know, that's what that is. I don't know why it's so blurry right now, but there it's a little bit clearer now. So I like vintage electronics. Like I'm an 80s kid. And I remember like that first handheld, like Mattel baseball and football and hockey and the base and the basketball and the, you know, the Merlin and the Simon and the very first Game Boy, the very first Sony Walkman, the very first Sony Watchman. Um, I have, I have a lot of my old iPhones right on the line down on the bottom, my old, uh, Motorola flip phone. I think I have a, a Blackberry over there. Um, the, you know, the old little mini arcade games, like that's a, that's a Pac-Man right there. The digital Derby who here had the digital Derby. Like I did, that's not my original. I replaced it, but, um, I don't know. Like that's it. I'm I'm not I'm not looking for any new things to collect. I dabbled in unopened, uh, unopened like uh, Nintendo games and Atari twenty six hundred games. I have like five or six of those. I bought them earlier this year. Bought them. They came delivered, and I realized they. It's you know like it's not something that I'm going to be pursuing with passion. I'll. And I don't even think I'm going to keep all the ones that I picked up. I think I, I think I picked up like seven of them and I'm probably going to keep four and I'm probably just going to sell three of them because I just don't enjoy them the way that I thought I might. I gave it a try. I didn't go overboard and um, probably keep a few of them and then be done with them. I think that, I think that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm at with that, but that's a fun question. Skeppy. Uh, Mark says you taking two weeks in Cleveland going to uh, Canton for the, no, I am not. I, you know, I, I plan to go to the national. So I, I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% going to go to the national this year. I, it's likely. It's likely, but it's not 100%. But if, if and when I go, I'm going for the show and that's it because I'm not going to take any extra days away from my family uh, to do anything else in Cleveland. And they're not coming with me. So I will be there for, you know, like Wednesday to Sunday. No extra time for anything else. I also just have no interest in going to the Football Hall of Fame. Sean Red says, does anyone know who is the most graded player in hockey after Gretzky? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. That's a great question. Crosby, McDavid. Good question. Brett Miles, welcome to the show, buddy. I still have some rappers for you, Brett. Says, uh, in moving, eventually replacing some vintage rookies, would you ever consider raw or is graded the way for you? Yeah, I'm going to go with graded, Brett. Because even though I know that the grading companies, you know, 
PSA and SGC aren't perfect for vintage, I do feel like I can give like 90% confidence that they're going to identify a counterfeit and or an altered card. I don't want altered and I don't want counterfeit, obviously. And I think I'm willing to give them 90% certainty that they'll get it right. So I'm going to go. But here's the thing, Brett. Here's the key part of this. I'm not buying the grade. I will buy a two if I love the card. I will, I will, I will pay more. Hopefully not. Hopefully I won't have to, but I will pay more for a four that I really love versus a, a really off-centered six. Cause I don't want a really off-centered copy. I want a nicely centered card. I'm where I give is on corners, you know, especially an older card, like a, like a real vintage card. I am really good with uniformed uniform wear on the corners. So that's where I'm at. Mookie Chilson says, how's tag doing as we end the year? Yeah, really good. Tag is actually um, in December with their new, with their new tag X uh, service. They are ready to uh, increase the output by, and I don't know the exact multiple and I don't even know if I'm like at Liberty to say, but I have a feeling, but I'm not going to say it because I just don't know, I don't know that I, I, I that they'd want me to say exactly what that is, that I that what my perspective or my perception is. But let I'll just I'll just say that tags output is a is in December going to be by far the more the most that it's been in any previous month, and that's because of the tag X service that's uh, their twelve dollar uh, per card grading service. And um, there's information on the website. Go check it out. Uh, Travis says, do you have any canvas cards, Fanimation or Chronology canvas autos? Very aesthetically pleasing. I have, I think I have, uh, I used to, I don't have my Fanimations anymore, Travis, but I do like them. And uh, I can't think that I have any canvas cards in my whole collection right now, actually. I, I, I'm not 100% that I, that I don't have them, but I don't think I do. Fellow Fieball, do you have any thoughts on the Otani signing to the Dodgers? Well, I wish he would have signed with the Blue Jays. That's my first thought. That would have been great for, I mean, that just would have made Canada and baseball a whole, take it to a whole new level. Um, but not really. I don't really have any, I mean, he's going from one team to another in the same city, uh, right? So, or, you know, in, in Southern California. So not really, but I will say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm close with the guys that we're all work at tag and they're all Dodgers fans. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy for them. And uh, I wish he was going to the blue Jays, but I don't really have any thoughts. I'm also not, I don't really follow modern baseball that closely to have any further thoughts that would really be worthy of me sharing publicly. Cause I just don't know enough about it. Skeppy. Thank you for the picks on, on my shelf behind me. I used to, Daniel still buys NES games. Yeah, I have an NES. I still have an NES. Matthew wants to know, how long are you going to give yourself to buy low-grade, high-appeal cards? Of, I'm moving two two years, five, ten. Uh, no time limit, Matthew. No time limit. It's I will wait as long as I have to for the right copy, Matt. That is the beauty. That is why I, I, will, I will not put any pressure on myself. Like my Kofax, for example. It's the first time I won't, I won't own a Kofax in 15 years. And that was a tough one to let go. Uh, it's a PSA 7 that I'm letting go. And I'm going to eventually buy another Kofax. That, that's for sure. So that might be the first one I buy back. We'll see. We'll see. And it'll probably, I'll probably go for a 6. I'll probably go for the nicest 6 I can find. And hopefully I'll be able to pay a lot less than what I sell my 7 for. Uh, Mike Double V says, I sell my working Tandy handheld games. From the 80s. Oh, those are so cool. Ed Seat. I had the Merlin game. The I have the Merlin. The Merlin is, is right there. That's the Merlin right there. That's the Merlin, the original. Brett says, I love that after all these years, you will try something, consciously have that dialogue with yourself and make the changes you see fit. Well, thanks, my thanks, Brett. Well, that's I said it earlier. I don't know if you're here for that, but like I'm always, and I think a lot of collectors are, but I I, you know, 40 three years in this hobby. I mean, since I was, you know, 10 years old and I'm, I'm always finding different things and like refining the way I do it. I'm always, always refining. And that's why, you know, some, you know, 
you I could have said something on this show three and a half years ago that now I will say something completely opposite. And it's not because I didn't believe it when I said it, or that's not what I was doing when I said it. It's because I've changed. I've changed the way I'm doing something. And I reserve the right to do that. And I think we all should reserve the right to adjust how we collect as we evolve and as we gain more experience and as we are exposed to more things. I'm influenced by the smallest Instagram accounts out there who show a card. Like, oh, that's amazing. I'll go look at it. I'll research it. Next thing you know, I've picked off five or six different players uh, of card from that set. And they're no more than, you know, 20 bucks each. That makes me happy too. Mike, I will. I am not going to be at the upcoming Burbank show. It'll be the first Burbank show that I'm missing. It's happening right when I'm going to be moving. So, yeah, this background that you all are seeing isn't going to be around for much longer. I will be in a new house in February with a in a new space with a new. This is like my office. I'll be in a new. This is like the office slash studio. I will be in a new office slash studio. I don't know exactly when I'm going to move in February. So. We'll see. I'll be taking a vacation at the end of February as well. And so the first episode in the new, with the new background, the new studio will be some point in February, perhaps early, early March. Justin Bode says, I just want to say that we are truly lucky to have the Sunday PWCC show, the random stuff we all get to learn about. All these amazing hockey cards is very much appreciated. Thanks, Justin. And by the way, earlier today, I picked out the cards. I looked at what Josh was interested in. And I picked out the cards that we're going to look at tomorrow night. And I can tell you, there's some I picked out just, just to talk about them. Not because I think they're awesome to buy, but just to like educate the audience on. I try to do that. I try to do that. Mark Santucci, I cannot believe you ran out of questions, Mark. I cannot believe it. Diamond Dog, I never got into collecting vinyl. That's a cool area though. I mean, I loved... I'm not a huge music guy right now, but in my younger years, in the 80s and like in the 80s, I was listening to The Doors and Led Zeppelin like nonstop, like The Monks, Bad Habits. Uh, like, oh yeah, I was listening to music nonstop in the 80s. The 90s, I was all about the grunge scene. And um, there are some albums that I could see myself purchasing, framing and putting up on the wall. Do I need the record inside of them? Probably not. I probably just need the jacket, you know? Like, I love Steely Dan, the Doobie Brothers. Like, these, I like the wide variety of music. Those are some of my favorites. Professor says, have you formed an opinion from your Yager interview, his involvement with top legends to produce the authentic currency quality value notes featuring four-time Stanley Cup champion, Wayne Gretzky? Um, I think they're awesome, Professor. I saw those. I think those, they're, they're, they're currency notes that are, that are printed in the Czech republic's official mint that prints their money yager is uh is i think an investor in this company and um i think they're awesome i think the price is high on them i think the price is high that's going to be a challenge for them but i think it's i think it's awesome for sure vintage card collector says any comment on neo to neo's video on why tag uses human verification I think most people figured the technology would make human involvement unnecessary. Yeah, it's for it's for uh, quality con- quality insurance. It's to, it's for quality control. Uh, that's my comment on it. Um, yeah, that's my comment. Humans do not grade the cards. Human verify the grades to make sure that the that the uh, that the system that the automated system is doing it right. That's it. Really, what it's I think really what it's looking for are things like false positives, that that sort of thing. Like, did the system identify a, a defect that isn't actually there? And there are certain defects that are prone to that, I believe, and that's why I think they do it. So that that's my response. Daniel A says, Jage dodged a bullet not signing Otani. Yeah, I mean, $700 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Over that's 70 million a year over 10 years. That is a lot of money. Matthew says, good answer. When I did the same, I found I missed the cards more than I thought I would. So yeah, I don't know how big your collection was, Matthew, when you when you sort of consolidate. I think you're talking about when you consolidated into your 52 tops Mickey Mantle. We had you on the show to talk about that directly. And um 
I don't know how many cards you had in your collection leading up, but I can tell you that the cards that I retained are still awesome. Like I, I have, I still have a, a, a very nice collection of really good cards and I did not let go of any, I, I let go of some of my, like, for example, I let, I let go of my best Gretzky rookie, but I still have two behind I, that I love, you know, I love them. Um, so, but I kept my best cards outside of a couple of exceptions. Cholo Dolo dipping out, but yeah, good to see you, Travis. Thanks for joining. Joe Perot now what's going on, buddy. Jimmy Page, you're a huge Zeppelin fan. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Zach. Enjoyed the top 25 card. It was 23, but thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Terry asks, where am I moving to? Uh, just a couple neighborhoods over. Just a couple neighborhoods over. That's it. Skeppy says, if you could travel anywhere in time and you could buy as many cards as you can with one ounce of gold, what time would you choose? The gold would be value to the time. Cho- so basically, just go back with an with an with an amount of gold. Um, I mean, I got to pick a time. Gosh, when would I go back? I go back to probably. I mean, would I be stupid not to go back to 1909 and buy Honus Wagner's? Like, would not be the would not be the right answer, or go back to to the early 1920s and buy Honus Wagner's and Babe Ruth M101s and uh, you know and all that stuff. Any. Skeppy, honestly, like any time period pre-pandemic would be a good decision on that, I think. No, probably you got to go back to before before 1990. I don't know. Any any time would be fun. How about you? I don't know. It's a tough question. Diamond Dog says music is probably the only thing that could rival my sports fandom. That makes a lot, a lot of sense to me. Uh, the professor says Neo is confusing autonomous AI with ma- with the majority of AI, which is non-autonomous AI, which is always overseen by humans. And TAG has never said they're AI. TAG is not AI. TAG is automated grading. So AI, uh, TAG has never said they're AI. I might have said it once or twice out of convenience. Maybe I've said it more just out of convenience because people think it is. But TAG is not technically AI grading. TAG is automated grading so there's that too zach swisher year end review for me lots of shows first show is a dealer 57 out of 76 nba 75th anniversary autos that's amazing the chase is awesome and keeps me up at night very nice very nice the professor says you may not be a music guy but you have yeah i've shown my music cards from back in those eras right back in those eras professor I have whittled down that collection. I whittled it down, but I kept like my favorites again. I kept my favorites. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, the voice is going okay right now. Justin Bode, I picked up a 95-96 Be a Player Gretzky Auto today. Congratulations. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate that. Mark Santucci would go back to the 70s, including 90. Yeah, maybe I just go back and I just snap up Gretzky rookies for a buck a piece in 1980. Five bucks a piece, whatever it is. Maybe that's what we do. All right. That's the end of the comments, guys. And that's going to be the end of the show. That is going to be the end of the show tonight, December the 9th, 2023. Next Saturday, Aton Shapiro. You know him from Instagram as the Sports Card Cartel. He will be our guest next Saturday on the show. Tomorrow night, the PWCC show will be another fun one. Monday night, MC Mondays Live. I don't know if you guys watch that. How many of you watch that show? But I, I got I to gotta encourage you to watch it at least once. Watch MC Mondays because you want to see me? Like, my kids my kids ask my wife, what was that? And she's like, that's daddy. <laughs> that's daddy doing a show. Because I get really loud. I get really loud on MC Mondays Live every Monday night, you guys. Because, uh, boy, is that a fun show to do. So, Check it out. Join us on that show. We'll be we go live just before just before 9:30 Eastern on Monday. I think we're gonna go live at like 9:20 or 9:25 on Monday night. Tomorrow will be the PWCC show, the weekly hockey show. The MC Mondays is all sports, sometimes some non-sports. It's basically about 60 to 70 cards that end one minute apart on eBay, and we count, we we just call the action. My co-host, Michael Hathaway from MC Sports Cards, he provides some, some color. I call him the crystal ball. He he sort of guesses where the card's going to end, and he's often very close. 
and uh, I bring out snipers. We bring out snipers on scene, see if they're going to pull the trigger and uh, snipe the uh, snipe the cards, and uh, and I call the action, and it's a lot of fun. So join us on that. Thank you, Professor. Six out of five stars for the stream tonight. We'll take it. Justin Bode, thank you. Mark's given five out of five, but the professor had to outdo him at six out of five. Love it. Skeppy, thank you. Good to see you, Skeppy. You've been around. You've been watching for a long time. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Thanks for joining. Have a good rest of the weekend. Hopefully, we'll see you guys tomorrow night on the PWCC show, and hopefully, we'll see you again the next night on the MC Mondays Live. That's it. Have a good rest of the weekend. This episode of Sports Cards Live is over.